Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us wonder about human judgment and God's judgment. This is the 45th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, And I invite you to open your heart to these words. God judges us in terms of our natural essence, which is always preserved, unchanged in him, whole and safe forever. And this judgment comes from his righteousness. And men judge in terms of our changeable sensory being, which seems now one thing, now another, according to the various influences on it and its outward appearance. And this judgment is mixed, for sometimes it is good and lenient, and sometimes it is harsh and painful. And insofar as it is good and lenient, it belongs to God's righteousness. And insofar as it is harsh and painful, Our good Lord Jesus corrects it by mercy and grace through the power of his blessed passion and so changes it into righteousness. And though these two are reconciled and united, yet both shall be known everlastingly in heaven. The first judgment from God's righteousness comes from his exalted everlasting love, And this is the kind and lovely judgment which was shown throughout the precious revelation in which I saw him assign us no kind of blame. And though this was sweet and delectable, yet I could not be quite freed from anxiety just by contemplating this because of the judgment of Holy Church which I had understood before and of which I was always aware. And according to this judgment, it seemed to me that I had to acknowledge myself a sinner. And by the same judgment, I understood that sinners deserve blame and anger one day. And I could see no blame and anger in God. And then I felt a longing greater than I can or may tell For God himself revealed the higher judgment at the same time, and therefore I was bound to accept it. And the lower judgment had been taught me before by Holy Church, and therefore I could in no way abandon the lower judgment. So this was what I longed for, that through him I might see how what is taught in this matter by the judgment of Holy Church is true in the sight of God, and how it befits me to know it truly, so that both judgments might be preserved to the glory of God and in the right way for me. And the only answer I had to this was a wonderful parable of a Lord and a servant, very strikingly shown, as I shall recount later. And yet I still long and shall until my dying day through God's grace to understand these two judgments as they apply to me. For all heavenly things and all earthly ones which belong to heaven are included in these two judgments. 
And the more understanding we have of these two judgments through the gracious guidance of the Holy Ghost, the more we shall see and recognize our failings. And the more we see them, the more we shall naturally long through grace to be filled with unending joy and bliss. It is what we are made for, and our natural essence is now blessed in God, and has been since it was made, and shall be without end. What might it mean that Julian doesn't discard human judgment completely out of hand? What lasting worth or value might she see in it from God's perspective? What might this faulty but somehow worthwhile judgment provide for us in our daily lives? How might the accountability of our fellow flawed beings enrich us in our quest to cogitate on God. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.